0: joining us for this week's chapter of not in the textbooks podcast where we sit and chat about the nitty-gritty never discussed in any of your textbooks i'm Tanja, and i'm audra but before we dig into today's chapter Let's clear up some business.
1: This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views within are our own or are our guests own. They do not reflect our profession, their profession, or any entity with whom we may have connections for employment now, in the past, or even in the future. If you need medical attention, advice, or care, please seek your own personal medical practitioner, not our podcast.
0: We hope you enjoy.
1: Raven's here. She's been talking.
2: Ah, uh,
1: cool. How was your week?
2: Um, wow. <laughs>
1: it's a loaded question, I know.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, and that's how my week was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. that sums it up
1: wow (laughs) all right hit me with the good bad and ugly um the good
2: is that i survived my wow week um and didn't go to jail um only cried a little. <laughs> you know. Uh, the bad oh, and
0: the good. Um, I've had the opportunity to have my grandsons
2: no. this week. So I did get a couple of days off so I could uh be at home with them and then my husband took two days off to be at home with them and then we've both had them, you know, the weekend. Uh, they're going home today. That, that's another good. Yeah. Yeah, I love spending time with them. But then, okay, Nana's tired and needs a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad was. Uh, I had a couple of days at, at my job that really just about blew blew my mind of the long-term care. Um, it's been a minute since I've been in the long-term care, Arena. Mm-hmm. I stepped out when I moved here to Oklahoma and was in assisted living. And wow, it's, there's 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 so many things. Wow, that need to be fixed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and I already knew that
2: in the healthcare field, but now I'm being in this one building that now I have. Made my home. You know, I'm trying to make my home there and, and, uh, wow. Um, and then I noticed I had a big black scratch across my passenger door. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I, I try, you know, I've heard, hey, maybe you can just like buff it out, rub it out, you know? Yep. Well, uh, I did. I mean, the black's gone, but if you look at it with the right light up until I fix it, <laughs> you're gonna know that, oh, is, is that all a flaw there? settle lot? what is that but anyway that is also the ugly that i got the black off but there are some little like <laughs> some little hairline little scratches you might be able to recognize what they came from a key? No. I used a sponge. Oh, no. <laughs> now, and when I say a sponge, I mean I used the sponge. The scrubby so, side. So, some sponges have two sides. Yep. And that's all I'm going to say, so. That's my ugly, and I'm smart enough to know that, but if you could have just been in my brain at that moment. You just wanted the black off and right. because it was taking up room in your already crowded brain, and you just wanted to already scream and cry and all of that. And now you just had to get this black off of your white vehicle right. that you that you love so much, but you don't like that it's white. And now, well, it's not completely white, but anyway. So that was that was really my ugly. Um. Yeah, which then extended into coming home in that frame of mind, children at the ages of five and six, which are the ages of my younger grandsons, that now is they feel that, you know, it, it was like this big heat wave and I could just see it happen but I couldn't stop it oh I understand I mean there was no break it's like I came in the door I the sponge I had to then you come inside and they're like oh Nana you have to be the fix-all for their world which is wonderful except for that moment yep and we just no matter how hard I tried I know that is what caused their behavior that evening to be so crappy.
1: Yeah, knowing their cause doesn't always fix what's going you can't always just stop it. You know what I'm saying? It's sometimes getting
2: scratchy.
1: Yeah, sometimes sometimes that just is what happens you know like the train just yeah. keeps going
2: and so then their behavior becomes bad because now they can feel my tension no matter how hard i tried to be ah, it so wasn't fun. that i'm just gonna tell you be honest it it was it was nowhere near ah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even get a
1: hop oh. <laughs> it, um, it was more like hey. yeah not really huh ah, you know <laughs> Um, I'm going to be honest and say they didn't even
2: get, they got a, huh, <laughs> that's it, that's all, huh, that's all I had. But, and, and so then, you know, then their behavior's crappy and then they're having to be disciplined for that and they shouldn't have been really because I should have been more understanding of, hello, you crazy bitch, mm-hmm. you Brought this mood home to us, you know what I mean. So it's been a week, and I'm I'm hopeful. Yes. Yep. That this coming week, since I did clear some air at my job, because uh, I'm not in a management position, and somehow that has. Given me this freedom of voice, where uh, it was, I felt stifled previously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, now I'm not stifled. So my voice is like wide open, raw. Hear me roar, you know. And i just basically let them know from a new girl's perspective. Um, The exact words I used with an actual, can I say corporate person?
1: Right. Higher level management.
2: A very, yeah, like the highest level of my supervisor at this point that was in the room that I went to to get help. Yes. Yes because I felt like I was drowning. And for me, anyone who's worked with me knows me just in life general. It is hard for me to ask for that life preserver. So when I do, you should know, oh shit, she really is serious and needs it because she's drowning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I go to do something. I'm I'm doing things better and different. I'm going to let you know now when I'm drowning, I'm, I'm not gonna tread water for a day and then say I'm drowning. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, let me know um, the yeah. first sign of I'm in trouble, not I'm drowning. Yeah.
2: There you go. Yes. Okay. Well, I had been searching for that, and I couldn't find. And it was a point where my brain was going to literally explode, and I, I was contemplating grabbing my stuff and just bye. Right. What the? What the? F- is going on. And I went to the room to, to get the per- people that I knew were probably in this room. And when I opened the door, the only person that was there was this higher up person. And I basically said, you kind of know who I am because you see me in this room every morning for a few minutes when I give a clinical report of my hall. Uh, I know kind of who you are for that same reason. I don't know your name and I don't know your exact position but I know you're high up. And I need to know do you know where any of the people who normally are sitting in some of these chairs, do you know where any of them are to help me? And when she said, well... No, not exactly, but how could I help you?
1: Yep, she she got the answer, didn't she?
2: Yep, and some of the exact phrases I used was, listen. So, in your position, I mean, you know, right, that this is a shit show mm-hmm. today. <laughs> this, it is a shit show show and then I realized what I was saying and then that is what made me want to start to cry and all I could say was I'm a better nurse than this
1: yeah
2: well, yeah. we'll sit down and talk to me and tell me what are you kidding me I don't I don't have time to sit and and talk with you I've got Two patients who need me, yes, right now to immediately reach out to their doctor because of what's going on. I just now got an admission, and I knew I was getting an admission as I watched the person wheel them down the hall. But yet, when I went to go say hello very quickly, I noticed that the nameplate is typed up and in place on her door, so somebody freaking knew she was going to be here. What the hell Have I gotten, what, uh, you know, you know, right, that that things are bad here, right? Yeah. Uh, And then I, yeah, and I spewed a few more things about internet, the phone, and I said, I'm so sorry to unload on you like that, but you just happened to be sitting in the room. Also, you asked. and, and I said, and then, yes, you asked. So now I've got to go tend to the many things that I rambled off. And immediately, someone was there to help. Even the administrator immediately come to me and,
1: Yeah. Well, then then it worked. That's a good thing. It it did,
2: and the squeaky wheel got the oil.
1: Yes.
2: And they were, she was very um, consoling, supporting. Um, And she let me know that, yes, she is aware. They are all aware of the situation, and here is what we're trying to do.
1: Good. At least there's awareness and a plan to correct the problem. And yes,
2: she does know who I am. She did know my name and she knows that, yes, uh, I am a better nurse than what I felt I was right there in that moment when I came to her. But she also wanted to let me know that that moment had nothing to do with my nursing skills or ability. That's nice. Yeah, and that's kind of what I thought when I got up to leave the room. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, so anyway,
1: <laughs> please tell me, what was your good, bad, and ugly? Oh. My good is I have a new position at my work um, that was offered to me. They asked me if I wanted to. Come in and um sit with someone who's going to retire at the end of September and and see if I liked the job. Um, I it's coding and and doing some other things in the office. Um, yeah. So you moved bedside and I moved indoors. Um, I'm gonna be an in, inside nurse with a bathroom right down the hallway. I don't know how to act. Um, but hello, wait a minute. I was always bedside. I just
2: also had, you know, the office.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But you know what I mean? Direct patient care. I do. I do. I know
2: what you mean. I just wanted to clear that up.
1: Yes. Go ahead. From direct patient care. Yeah. From direct patient care to office work. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's different. It's going to be a whole different challenge, um, but I'll be learning a whole lot and, you know, um, coding is worldwide. Everyone around the world uses ICD-10 codes, so um, it'll be a good addition to my knowledge base and skill set, so I'm learning a whole lot already in three days. And, um, so next week I will officially be in the office all the time. Um, and so it's, it's, it's been fascinating. Um, my bad is that I am going to leave bedside, you know, direct patient care. And I love that part too. And I, you know, have my favorite people that i'm not going to be able to see anymore and so forth you know
2: Um, i do know uh girl and they're wicked there are people you know uh that i was very close to and uh where i was and it is hard because we do uh build relationships with them um you have to trust though that yes they're going to get the care that they deserve yeah
1: we have a good Um, team they'll they'll get they'll get good care it's that's not what I'm concerned about it's just you know after you're not gonna see them yet I'm not gonna see them and you know some of them I've had for two or three years because they had massive wounds and they're almost healed and that that clinical relationship was going to end but over two years seeing somebody three or four times a week um you know, you, you yep. build up a, a a friendship of sorts. You know, a clinical friendships, but still a friendship of store of sorts. And so, you know,
2: like a clinical family, yeah,
1: because you so.
2: because you're all you're all in their care, yes, and it's every it's every aspect that sometimes an outsider doesn't realize how involved you do have to be to completely manage someone's care whole care and after, whole care yeah. that's everything, everything from what you how you to how you get up, what you eat, what you wear, what, you, what you wash with, what you put on your body, what you put inside your body. What comes out of it, you know? And thank you. Uh, I was just actually going to take a sip of my Dr. Pepper and then say, and even what
1: and how it comes out. Mm-hmm. And... The thing is, is that you know your your you know people that you've had for a long time. You know idiosyncrasies that you've learned over seeing them. Oh, that's what you act like when you have a UTI. Oh, that's what you act like. Yeah. You know, and it's just and you those know, little things. Yes. It's the little things that can matter. They can. And, and you know, there's part of me that's like, uh, but I've told them that they do that, so now it's their job yeah. to tell someone else that they do that, you know? And right, exactly. And sometimes it is good to get that... Fresh set of eyes. Uh, fresh set of eyes, Yeah. Yep. yep. You know? So and that's, I just have to yeah. kind of let that part, that bad, go. Now, the ugly... I was gonna say now, where's where's the ugly? The ugly was this week, which is a good. Jordan had volleyball at um, uh, Edmund Memorial. Edmund Edmund Memorial. In so he went to Edmund for a volleyball game match. Um, and they play. Um, it's neurotypical kids play with the special needs kids, so it's an integrated team. Okay. Yes. Typically the vault girls volleyball team is part of that. Um, but when we got to the school, it's usually JV plays, our kids play varsity plays. And they were like, Oh no, no, they're playing in a separate gym back there. Same time as JV, and we're like, but are okay, you know. Um, so, we, anyway, that's irrelevant to the ugly. The ugly was that his l- beautiful coach and teacher um, asked, do you want to just leave the jersey and give it back to us tomorrow, or do you want to have him just real quick, like, change? And I was like, you know what? One last thing for me to have to think about. Let's just let him go change. So I send my hey. son into Edmund Memorial North, where he's never been before, by himself to go find a bathroom, which I just somehow thought he knew where it would be. He changed at his other school. He uh, didn't change uh, at that school. So he goes meandering down the hallways. He ends up disappearing. Literally, we cannot find him. So after a, few, after a few minutes, the coach looks at me and goes, uh, Jordan, and I was like, I don't know, let's go up front and see, so a couple of the guys and dads that were there went and looked in locker rooms and bathrooms, no Jordan, no Jordan, so then the neurotypical kids stay, well, the the special needs kids stayed with the one teacher, the rest of us all split up, and we're walking down the halls going, Jordan, 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 <laughs> Jordan! Um, <laughs> and, you know, then at, at a certain point, when there's no haul back, my brain immediately starts going to, oh, my God, I'm going to be on, like, an episode of True Crime Garage where everyone's judging me for just letting my special needs kid wander off into a school somewhere.
2: <laughs> you know, like- <laughs> <laughs> Right, Yep. Yeah. and you're it's starting to... Now, the, now the panic is kind of starting. Startin', yeah, uh-oh.
1: like oh my god, this is how. Oh no, this can. And I'm like, this is not happening. He's just in this building somewhere. It's a big building. Right. Yes, of so, course. So then I get a phone call, and I'm like, did we find him? And they're like, yeah, yeah, he was outside. I'm sorry, he was what? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so he had gone. Into He went to where kind of the locker rooms were, but you couldn't get in the locker rooms. And so then he just ventured down that hallway into the school, which then led him to all kinds of different places, but never a bathroom. And then he managed his way outside, but he was on the opposite side of the building. He had no clue where he was.
2: And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry to interrupt, but I kind of am. But that does... That's happen. That can happen. You can get turned around. Do you remember me telling you I did that once at one of those uh, 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 gas station service areas on the turnpike? Yeah. With Lonnie, and he was like, "I I had to call because I walk out and I'm like, where Where the heck? I know he had to be there, but you're like." How can I be here at this parking lot and I don't see my
1: husband? Yes, I had walked through the wrong side. So, uh, Jordan, I know how that can happen. It it definitely can. Jordan. I know. So, Uh Jordan found Mr. Snow at Edmund Memorial. Hello, Mr. Snow, whoever you are. Um, And Mr. Snow brought him back to us. (laughs) Because he found... Jordan always gets cool adventures. I mean, he does. And the beautiful thing about it, you know, of course, your instant reactions. Oh, my gosh, you could have been. but no, no. He doesn't no. have that. No, he wouldn't. This is the thing. The beautiful thing is you got lost. You ended up outside. You didn't know how to find your way back. You found a safe person and you asked yep. them for help. Yep. You know, you found Mr. Snow. Yep. Mr. Snow brought you back. Good job, Jordan. Yep. You know, so. Yep. and thank you, Mr. Snow. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Mr. Snow, for returning my son and not being a serial killer. Um. Like, yeah. God. Uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. I mean, there were, there were band players out there. There were coaches out there. And he found, you know, he grabbed. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm the only psycho that does this, but, like, when my kids are were little, even Jordan, I would be like, who do you go to? Find a safe person in here. Okay. Why did you pick that person? Why did you think they were safe? You know, especially. Now,
2: yeah. I, uh, I've done that with my children and my grandchildren once uh, they were able to get off the leash. Yes. Uh, which was literally a leash. Yep. Um, where we were connected. Um and you know there's like a little bracelet that went around yeah. our wrists and then there was a a little um bungee like cord. a <laughs> bungee cord thing between us and they only had so far they could get
1: yeah. yeah I just I wanted you know if if something happens I don't know I just I was <clears throat> thing of like why did you pick that person <clears throat> how did you pick them out. <clears throat> what about that you know honing their instincts making them trust their instincts about people and who to talk to
2: versus another and I will I'm going to steal that and incorporate that with uh with the grandsons good
1: take it run with it but I did that with 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 hope and I did it again with Jordan I'm like why did you not pick that person you walked right past them well they weren't really smiling or they weren't really looking and they they kind of were you know I just didn't get a good vibe from them I'm like good you always trust your gut you know Right. No,
2: that is awesome. And no, it, it should be started young. And those are easy questions to ask that
1: and you're in a safe environment, and I'm standing right there. I'm not on top of you, number one. You need to learn how to ask for help. You need to know yes. who to go to for help, and you need to know how to do it, you know? And I'm, yes. I'm right here. I could have walked right up to the next person and said, hey, can you tell us where the restrooms are? That's not going to help them find the restrooms when they need them themselves. <laughs> right. Yes. So, yes. you know, just a little exercise in tossing my poor little children out into the world but you
2: no that's a that's a a wonderful way of doing it um and an easy thing to incorporate and 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 um you know polish it up however someone else may ask their children those are good baseline questions
1: yeah exactly and people can change it up like you said however they need to but just a tip from what I used to do anyway. And so, and you know, now it paid dividends because Jordan got to the bathroom.
2: <laughs> yes. And I guess what I was trying to get out and I couldn't find the right words at the time for some reason, even young children can answer those questions without, they're not too complicated. No. You know, there's, there's simple questions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're not exactly, um, you know, rocket science heady. They're like, why did you pick that person? Because there was a reason. And a lot of times, I would get, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, no one's going to know. So let's think about it for a second, and let me know. You know, just yeah. think, just think yeah, about, exactly. Just think about it for a minute. Because if you don't know, I really don't know. So you know, right? But I'm curious. Yeah. I'm just curious. There's not a wrong answer. I'm just curious. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this week we got some, some, some feedback. There's some folks that are having some, uh, I, I asked people to let us know what their bad and ugly, good, bad, and ugly was, uh, Uh, poor Tommy's got of the hoof fame, (laughs) uh, has a terrible cough. He's had a cold. It's not COVID he's been tested, but it's, his to cough is just annoying. Um, so hoping that resolves. Not given medical advice, yeah. but whiskey and honey can help. <laughs> yes, actually,
2: Dan, and um, uh, make yourself, I was going to say, a hot toddy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, you know with a little lemon, honey, and whiskey, you can you can cure just about anything. That's not medical advice. Don't do that without talking to your doctor first. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the, uh, our other listeners, I think it's Lori, had um, about a week ago or so, she was inside a Denny's eating and her car was parked and I quote, some dumbass <laughs> um, ran into someone else and that car ran off the road and totaled her car and she really can't do anything about it because she wasn't in it and she wasn't hurt. So... Insurance. No, I mean. but the
2: the person who hit the car that then hit her oh their insurance
1: can and should be doing something about it. I hope so. I really hope so. I don't know, but yeah, the oh the little the little the little shit stick that caused the whole thing ran from the scenes and then the cops got him. Oh, of in. course, yeah, he was unlicensed. Her car's totaled. Oh, of yeah, she said she has no legal no legal recourse because she was not in the car and not injured, but I would seriously just as again not dispensing advice but as a suggestion which I think is fair game Call a Isn't lawyer. Advice, can't, uh, yeah, we can. We already said this. my
2: friends all the time. We so can. So here's some advice. I'd be getting an
1: attorney. I would be, too. I'd get a dadgum attorney so fast it would make people's... I mean, it, the consults are free for those types of attorneys, so I'd go call them. Um, you know, I'm
2: sorry. Even if he is not licensed or insured or whatever, that the car has to be... Someone is... I'm sorry there is more than you just sitting at a McDonald's and boom your car is told and there's not a damn thing you can do about it and you're hello no somebody somewhere is going to be responsible so um
1: yeah, get a lawyer.
2: Damn, I hate that. I hate That's that. That's sucky.
1: It's sucky, but it's better than her being in the car and being seriously True. injured? True,
2: it could be. I mean, yes, you're right. That is a positive spin on it. But you know, still. know, my grandmother always said can always be worse, and you're right. It can.
1: Yes, but, uh, so there's that. Uh, the other is... My poor, my poor friend, Amy, just said, people, 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 they have fit in every category this week. Um, so, sh- yep. Amy, yeah. Amy, like many of my beloved friends and family, which, by the way, I don't know why I didn't lead with This Is My Good, also had a family reunion this weekend, um, and I went down yesterday and saw, or Saturday, and saw everyone um and it was i know when you when you mentioned that my immediately
2: my immediate response was oh my gosh now that the working environment has changed yes and the week has been i felt so disconnected from you like there there is no way a few weeks ago I, or you know what i mean i would not have known that how did i not know you had a family reunion <laughs> and then grand lake where the hell are you where is grand lake and then i google like i told you because yeah. google's become my best friend mm. because you can ask google anything including icd 10 codes that yes. have to be included on like um Anything Mm -hmm. regarding patient care nowadays. Yep. Um, And supposedly, if you're a nurse, uh, you're, I guess, supposed to know what what these codes are all the time. Just memorize them. If you,
1: they change every two years. That freaking
2: book was.
1: That book is a full, thick, fat five inches. I'm not kidding. It's huge. I'm
2: not either. It is freaking ass huge. When I did MDS's I had that book and it wasn't uh, it was ICD-9 then. So uh, let me tell you, it's freaking huge and no.
1: They change every two years.
2: There's not just one code for one diagnosis because that diagnosis might cause a secondary or might have complications or might have this tagged on to it and Oh, my gosh, it can be a, oh, a nasty, nasty, evil web.
1: It's interesting. It's interesting for it sure. Is. It's like putting it is. like interesting. A, it's like putting a puzzle piece together. So you just have to follow Alice are, down the rabbit hole. That's all.
2: You have to look at it. You have to get your mindset to look at it in a certain way yep. so that it doesn't cause... That nasty, nasty web in your
1: brain. But I had to look up where you were, and I was like, "What? You're in freaking Colorado?" And I was like, yeah. "Not that Grand Lake. Grand Lake of the o- Grant, not Grand Lake. That Grand Lake. I was at Grand Lake in uh, of the Cherokees in north eastern Oklahoma. So."
2: Oh, hit- I was so telling. Admit-
1: yeah hit hit Tulsa yeah. and keep going north northeast a little and 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 you're there um Costa. it's a great lake it's a great area um I didn't go and stay the night and stay for you know the whole thing I just went yesterday stayed for a few hours and and came home which is it was great I got to my uh, aunt's 80th birthday was last week and I talked to her and I'm like, you're coming. She's like, yeah. So I got to see her for the first time in a very, very long time. And I got to see my cousins and, um, I just love them so much. And by the way, hi, Kelsey. Um, so sorry, I didn't get to say goodbye. I thought I was going to ride with you, but I didn't. So hi, bye. Hi. Um, anyway, the, one of my cousins is a teacher and she is a third grade teacher and she has 26 third graders in her tiny classroom this year Um, and so and my friend Amy that was like people and I'm like no I cannot imagine I feel this kindred connection to educators on a level of you know great Uh,
2: me too I,
1: I can't imagine being an educator and having to deal with explaining to and you know I had an experience with my doctor and I'm like I check all these boxes and he's like, Yeah, I could totally see that about you. I'm like, Why didn't you say it? Well, people get upset and you know, it's a sensitive subject. And I'm like, You You're have doctor. a doctor. You have a responsibility to bring it up. I don't care if I get mad, bring it up. And so, um teachers don't have that luxury of not having those difficult conversations about things like ADD, ADHD, in people's children. And let me tell you how personally people take it, because in the sphere of special needs, I see parents doing this. And I'm like, even when Jordan had his diagnosis, I think I've said this before, the child needed a saddle, call him a horse. I don't care, he needs services. Say, put whatever label on him is necessary. Because you saying right. he has autism doesn't define who Jordan is. It's no, a label-
2: it
1: does not. It is a label necessary for, you know, I mean, he has a clinical label of mental retardation it does not define who he is, his intellect or his abilities. So call it whatever you need to call it so that we can get the services we need and let's move on. Because it's not personal, but there are many people who actually take this very, very personally. You know, very personally. Um, And it's as though you're attacking their children or their ability to parent or anything. And I'm just like, Calm down, Susan. It's not personal. (laughs) You know, no one called you a bad parent, Karen. Um, And Uh, so... also,
2: I think that comes from what we see all over is that...
1: People are losing their uh, damn minds.
2: People are... Everything is offensive now. Everything, you know. Mm. I mean... uh, shoot before long the way we cross the street well and that can be offensive right there crossing the street wrong so Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like the world and i know i've heard many say even you know my higher up that had to deal with a lot of verbal vomit Mm -hmm.
1: in Mm -hmm. a conference room yep
2: um we're in a pandemic, and we're still in the pandemic, and it has changed the. It has changed everything. It has changed the world. Uh, I'm sorry, people were on the way here before COVID. We talked about it before COVID that people were going nuts. People were so selfish and self-centered and entitled. It didn't just happen a year ago, boom, COVID, like this fog that came over
1: No, it, know, it's emerged. COVID
2: did not help it um, at all.
1: No, and I, I have a problem with, like, I just, there's so many people, there are so many people who have awakened to the fact of what really matters now is connection and human conversation storytelling information love compassion and kindness and our families and our friends and those relationships are really becoming the priority but then flip of the coin People are also generally more nasty and just just screaming and yelling and yeah. short-stretched and traumatized. Yeah. And I really think it is because we all went through a collective trauma and we're not dealing with that. We are not, we're
2: not okay.
1: We we're are not okay again. We are not okay. And and it's it's one of those things that I think you know I have to step back from my own personal. You know, trauma over the thing, um, being short-staffed, which has no end in sight. Um, oh my gosh, it's
2: horrible. It's oh my so gosh, bad. It's horrible. Which brings me to another thing, and I'm, I'm no. Go ahead. I'm go ahead. Go ahead. it for a second. Which brings me to the fact that there is a huge nursing. Okay, I'm going to stop you there.
1: My turn to interrupt, okay? Here's what I saw. I I saw a TikTok video, and I was going to ask. I was going to spring it on you, but you just segued right into it. There was a nurse on TikTok that said there is no nursing shortage because one in four people are nurses. The problem is, is because of administration's poor management um, constraints and not being able to provide adequate care and so forth and so on, Nurses okay, are. Let me
2: rephrase that. Yes, you are correct. But
1: I'm not Five. sure that's true because one in four nurses and one in four people may be a nurse, but they Thank also you may that's where be. I was going. Maybe retired. You know, it
2: may not even be that. It may be that. Let's say then we have a medical field staffing
1: crisis. Crisis. In crisis. A
2: horrendous. Frightening. Frightening. Way, yeah. Because I would not want to have to be sick right now, where I needed to go into a hospital. That yes, hopefully I would make it, but then need to go where to a to a skilled unit to get some rehab to get stronger to then so you can go home. These places are tapped out. Yes, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be honest. We are in a scary scary staffing shortage and then to spring on that now in these places you're going to want to take some of these we were calling everyone heroes and now those heroes you want to take their freedom and their one right of choice
1: Uh. and
2: one but it's a major one. Their right nope. of choice I'm gonna... of whether they're going to get vaccinated or not. Okay. So now you're going to lose even more staffing. Who nope. the fuck is running this and how freaking
1: demented? Okay. And by that, I mean, yes, you've got to have dementia or some form of neurological disorder to think that any of this is okay. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you there and I'm gonna challenge that because I disagree with some of that. We had to get vaccinations to go to nursing school. So this is not a new thing where all of a sudden they're stopping and saying, yes, it's a new virus. Yes, it's a new vaccine, but we all had to get the hepatitis series before we ever set foot in a nursing school so, and, and I, uh, personally, I don't like that whole hero versus freedom thing. And I get that it's a moral palette of, like, freedom versus um, repression. And I understand it. I do. I get on, it.
2: Hang on. Hang on. I'm getting a knock at the door.
1: Okay. Okay, so I don't okay, like, so I don't. I don't- personally subscribe to that whole like when they started calling us heroes it was cringy to me because i didn't get into this i'm not i'm yes me they call neither. it i know i know they call it front lines and they call it that and yes we are and i get it and we are part of that you know just below the police officers are on the on the weird cousin side are the nursing staff and the you know like we're on the family and tree we signed up for it so that
2: it doesn't make us heroes and all that and- <laughs> It's just, I, it's just yeah. that
1: I don't, and I get it. It's that freedom versus repression. I should have the right of choice, but we've gone into this. We get a TB skin test every freaking year. We get, you know, that they force us to do. If you really want to go into it, you could say, I maybe I don't want to get stuck sub-Q, you know, and have, our, you know, have that bubble put on my arm every year and have that toxin in me. Maybe I don't want a flu shot every year. Maybe I don't want a hep A series every year. Well, you know what, sweetheart? That's your choice. You don't have to be a nurse. So if you don't want to go to nursing school, if you want to go to nursing school, you got to get the hep A series. You have to be vaccinated fully, fully. They're good. If you never were vaccinated as a child and you show up to go to nursing school, they're going to say, you don't have a right to be here. It's a privilege to be here. People are fighting to get into nursing school. So guess what, honey bunny, you got to go get your vaccines because that's part of the deal when you sign up. So I kind of have an issue with that kind of an argument. However, I can understand and agree with the fact that There is a a crisis shortage of medical staff, and yes, they're now implementing this that's going to exacerbate the problem. Now, the nuance comes in in that you have to look at it from the medical corporate stance. How many sick days has Houston Methodist had for COVID, since they implemented the VAT it's, dr- it's like 1%. They're not having staff calling out sick during a crisis time. They're not having staff. Can you imagine the lawsuit that would happen? Just for an example, someone comes into the hospital to have a total knee replacement, And they are exposed by an unvaccinated, known unvaccinated staff member. They are given COVID and they die. And their family finds that out. That they got COVID in the hospital from an unvaccinated staff member when the facility should have protected them. So from those two standpoints, I guess I get it. Do I like it? No, I don't like being told what to do either, any more than anyone else. But that's my pushback on those kind that kind of an argument and an understanding. It also still fucking sucks that we are so short staffed. And that's all I got, you know. And it's going to okay, get it's well, going to get worse.
2: Of course, I have some little rebuttal. Go for it. For one, when I went to nursing school, um, I don't remember having to get a certain vaccine to go into nursing school. I do remember showing my vaccination record from my childhood. And I do remember showing proof that I had the hep B vaccine, which I got that when I... Started uh, my first job in the field as That's a DNA that right in there in 1988. But I didn't have to get that B uh, series. There was a waiver that I could sign, so I wasn't forced to even get that. At that point, that was my choice, and I did choose to get it because yes, of the field I was choosing to be in, and it lessened my chance of being able to contract that so then okay i've never been forced to get the flu vaccine anywhere i've ever worked and again um, as years have passed it is now listed as one of my allergies i do not take the flu vaccine so that right there should be able to save me from employment if I was that wanted to try and force me to that I think there should always be
1: it's not it I'm going to tell you this right now
2: at this point I don't feel because once now yes in certain okay like the military in order to be in the military yes you have to have certain vaccines you have to do certain things Yes, I understand that if you choose that line, then you It's not
1: a choice for me. Even though I had a flu vaccine allergy, they still made me take Latex free, preservative free, egg free vaccine. And I had to sit there for 15 minutes with them monitoring to make sure I didn't have an anaphylaxis shot, shock reaction to the flu shot. I, I have to get that every single solitary year, that same one. They I would not require it.
2: work anywhere that forced me to do something that I do not want to do.
1: understand.
2: As, as far as. Now, if you're talking about a job fee or a job that has to do with my job description, okay. But I don't think I should be forced to inject or ingest
1: and I understand anything that
2: anything into my body that I don't want to.
1: And And I that is know. your right and that and that goes back to where I say Working in the medical community and in the healthcare field is not a right. It is a choice. It is an honor. It is a privilege. And yes, they're forcing these things on you. But it is a choice ultimately that you have to make. And if you choose that that is more important than this field, it is your choice. Yes, they're putting that on there. But it is still not your right to work as a nurse simply because you were you know, past your boards. It's not a right. And there are people that no, have that so right taken away.
2: But I don't think because I want to be a nurse that I should have to be forced.
1: You're forced every year to, to take a TB test.
2: that I don't want in my body. It's, it, it is did in my body, whether I'm a nurse, yep. I'm a checker at Dollar General, or at Kentucky Fried Chicken, Walmart, Burger King, any sawny, no I matter get where it. I work, yep. no matter what I do, this is still Conja's
1: body. It is, and you have a right to say, I don't want to have a TB test put in me, I don't want to have a flu shot, and, and I, I don't want do to have...
2: Chest X-ray. Instead of a TV test. sure.
1: If you want to go ahead and have x rays, you know, x rays put into your system and expose your body yeah. to that radiation, that's also yeah. you're still exposing your body to the, the you're right, you're so right. it's and one it's of those a
2: form it's, that I choose, yeah, that I feel okay with. That's and again, that's my right. I, I agree, I should still have that no matter
1: you what. do. You have the right to say, I don't want it, but you don't get the right then to work in the community. That's if those are the regulations and those are the rules,
2: maybe not that one,
1: right? And that's fine. Go find one you can. And unfortunately, the bottom line of this debate, regardless of where you fall on it, is that patients are going to suffer because of the choices people are making. On either side, pick your person that you choose to say, I agree with this, I agree with that. People ultimately are going to suffer because we were already in a nursing crisis and a nursing you know, bedside nursing shortage because of what I had said before. One of the nurses had said before, which was one in four people are nurses, but, and I'm like, do I agree? I don't know. It's a little black and white for me because some are retired and some can't work and some are disabled, exactly. you know, and yeah. Some, yeah. some have had their licenses taken away and some are, you know, just whatever. But, you know, some are trash. <laughs> just because you're licensed and you still have your nursing license doesn't mean you're not garbage. And so it's one of those, like, there's, there's reasons why there are a lot of nurses who are not at the bedside, you know, anymore or yeah. able to care for you anymore, whether it's personal choice, whether it's over the vaccine, whether it's this or that. And it is going to drive more people uh, at like 20%. Because eighty-three percent of nurses or eighty-four percent of nurses are in alignment with this, you know, ninety-nine, depending on what you look at, ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of doctors are in line with it, you know, are in agreement with it, and so it is—it is going to hurt. Twenty percent when you're already this low is pretty good. It's going to freaking hurt. And bottom line is because of people's choices, patients are going to suffer more. Again, still. <laughs> You know,
2: yes. They, we suffered because of people's choices way before COVID and way before the vaccine. Yeah, um, it's just now, it's just now magnified times ten. Um, and patients and the staff that are there
1: are suffering. They are, and Which
2: ultimately, it down to the one, you know, the patient.
1: Yep and
2: because eventually that staff member gets to go home no matter how many hours you've been there eventually by law they have to let you go home it and th- that 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 resident that is their home
1: well if you look at the trickle down looking at the state of oklahoma our our vaccination rates and numbers have kind of increased um over the last couple of weeks i'm i'm thankful for that um to where we're kind of national average or slightly above um and that is promising however uh due to that nursing shortage just this week all four major systems had zero ICU beds for a day or two um and that impacts you have a heart attack you have a stroke you you know, um, yeah. you're in a car wreck. Right. There's no bed in the end for you. And that is going to not just impact if you have COVID and show up to the hospital. It's going to be those those people who have been vaccinated and then got in a car wreck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're your compromise your care is now in in a we're in a we're in a we're now metaflighting you to dallas which has no beds we're going to metaflight you then to kansas city um or you know you're going to another state because we don't or to tulsa because we don't have room um and that time in the air is time lost for your care so not that they're not doing everything like they they can do a shit ton in the air, but you know, it's not the same. It's just not the same.
2: Well, and I also want to say I did um, decide Yes. after a lot of research, some of that research, I'm going to be honest and say some of it I didn't even understand because I tried to soak up so much, everything I could, you know, to try and make an in- best informed decision I could yep. and really really I'm going to be completely off really I was doing it for my husband because of things that he deals with medically um, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to get him vaccinated if I myself wasn't going to do it and right. um, and I felt that if I got flu, COVID, what I feel that I am healthy enough that I'm on the upper side of being able to ha- uh, survive it better than my husband. But, so I was doing all of this research. Uh, also, I had to justify in myself why I wasn't for so many to be on a bandwagon so to speak for it you know what I mean
1: I definitely Uh, understand
2: bandwagon probably wasn't the right phrase but so many that were just for it uh and so in doing my research I did and thinking about it and I did yes My husband and I did go get vaccinated. Right. Um, I I would also,
1: I would like to also say when she's saying the word research, she does not mean. Google. She means she read papers. And I would also like to say that, yes, while I am for the vaccine for most people, they should still talk to their doctor. They should still feel okay about it. And I shame no one who has not. I know there are a lot of people who are, I would like to see this end. I would like to see the vaccination rates go up. I want people to get vaccinated. There are a lot of people who are like, if you're not vaccinated, you're the devil. And I do not believe that. I do not subscribe to that. People are doing the best they can with the information that they have. And they're making the best choices for themselves. So I just need that to be out there and clear so that, you know.
2: Thank you for that. I was also asked, well, how can you be a nurse and not want the vaccine? Well, just because I'm a nurse doesn't mean i believe uh or trust every medication everything that's out there because i still don't like to take medication i still don't like to take any pills and it's dramatic for me to have to swallow even just the pills i take every morning for my back hip and stomach right so yeah but
1: and i don't think even in our own private conversations i don't think that i ever came down on you and was like, damn it, do this because you're an idiot. You if never you can- did.
2: Yeah. You, were one, you were one that, no, never made me feel pressure in any way, ever, no.
1: We talked through uh, it. We talked through it a lot and we bounced information we off. But at the end of the day, that's your decision. That's your decision, you know?
2: Yes. Um, so I do know that, yes, There are certain—I don't like the word disease—but there are certain diseases that we do not have to deal with anymore because of vaccines. And you, I had to start looking at it differently in order for my brain to understand it. So, if you're in a battle and you go up against ten people, and all—and you want to like bust through there and cut some throats now, but all 10 of those people have all of this body armor and these massive shields, chances are you're not getting through. Exactly. exactly. But if only one or two of those 10 people have those massive shields and body armor, guess what? You're going to kick ass on all the other eight. I can't believe I just did that math in my head. I hope I'm right. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mr. Um Anyway, so I have to start looking at it in, in, in another way really for me to understand it because yes i am different than everyone else because i'm me you know
0: what i mean of course and
1: um, and for people and it, people who are like well COVID's going to be around forever you're absolutely right it will but we can go it from, will. we can go from pandemic status to endemic status like the common cold if we
2: all protect ourselves and still i'm not saying that the vaccine is for everybody because no. there are there are reasons for you not to take the vaccine yep so um, so I'm not saying that either but for me for my family I did do it because if it lessened my chance, of getting it. Now, yes, I can still get COVID even though I'm vaccinated. There are
1: vaccinated people in the hospital because of variants. Hello, very, that's what viruses do. Yeah, but they're, but, but they're smaller numbers and but, it's less severe. But
2: if we, the more people that are vaccinated, then the less potent hosts, the less hosts, viable hosts for the virus to be able to attack Yep. Live, grow, mutate, and move on, and so if it lessens the chances that I can have a severe enough case. Yes. I'm so sorry. Xavier has snuck in here, and he is playing with the thermometer, and he wants me to see how much it is. Awesome. Um, yes. Uh, so it. So if it lessens my chance because of the field i'm in if it lessens my chance of getting it and being able to pass it to my husband to my son to my grandchildren to their fan you know to my son's family to
1: our patients
2: yes to the people that i take care of to their families To my friends, if it lessens our chances of being able to contract a severe enough case that we pass it on and it could make any of us sick enough that we could be in the hospital and die. I already lost my stepfather. We're getting ready uh, to come around on the one-year anniversary of that, September 8th. And I lost my mother one month later, exactly to the day on October 8th. So I don't want to replay that with anyone I know and love, um, or anyone for that matter. I don't even want to do that to a stranger. So I did uh, decide to become a nurse to help people. So I don't want. I want to do everything I can to keep from uh, making someone sick. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need that kind of job security. No, you
1: know? <laughs> no, we don't need help. We're good. Thanks. Um, it, it's
2: not sorry. like it's not like when you bang up a wall with a wheelchair and go, oh, job security for maintenance, and then laugh and move on. Right. Uh, it's just not like that. So I still, um, and I didn't like really uh, the vaccine and and what it did to my stomach but still uh, I want everyone to do what feels right for them because what was right for me what was right for you it's different and it, it 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 can be different yep and so I want everyone I want everyone to do their research and just because sometimes you're gonna not sometimes a lot you're gonna hear me make jokes about google is my you know Best friend because I go to Google sometimes to look up ICD-10 codes and how to spell something or what a word means. You know what I mean? Yeah, do a little, that's, uh, what like that
1: that. that's what Google is for. That's what Google is for.
2: Yes, no. Google is not for you to do your medical research on. Um, go to your, I mean, talk to your doctor, and if you don't have a doctor now would be... A good time to have one. You should be able to, if someone says to you who's your doctor, you should be able to say a name. Yeah. Or clinic, you know, something.
1: Um, But start there. (laughs) And I know people are like, CDC and WHO. No, you can look up those studies. You can look up studies yourself on Google Scholar. Oh my
2: gosh, yes, you can. Google you Scholar can go to their website and get a hold of some studies.
1: Yep, JAMA has studies. Uh, Google Scholar has studies. You read those studies yourself, but please understand that statistics and numbers and information and certain studies that have been conducted. If you go down to the breakdown and you read how it was conducted, you can see that some of them are flawed. Now, if you come across 99 studies that say the earth is round and you find one study that says the earth is flat, that is confirmation bias if you believe the earth is flat. You need to find a consensus of information. You don't just look at one thing, you look at many things and then you ask yourself a question and then you look up that study. This is how it's
2: done. You know, also, I wouldn't have used probably this uh, uh, outlet um, had you kind of, boy, you have just, our friendship has taught me so very much, and I am so thankful for it. Same. Um, but for you, uh, there are even if people there are people who don't like to read and you know they feel they gave that up in school and blah 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 they don't want to sit and read through a bunch of scientific medical research studies that may not be for them but okay guess what everybody can get download apps to watch videos on your phone everybody does it come on hello there's TikTok come on yeah there are doctors credible credible doctors and medical people who do videos and podcasts to get information out there. yep if you yep. if you don't want to read a bunch of studies to get your information that way and you want to fine You're, watch videos listen to some doctors
1: but here's you know? the thing again, Don't find one doctor or two doctors or three doctors who are all on this same. They all belong to the same group and they all say the same thing about something being this way or that way. Find practicing medical doctors in different communities around the get the consensus. Don't take the 5% that are telling you wacky shit like go to tractor supply and start buying horse fucking dewormer.
2: But you know what because yes what you're saying no go to different place don't listen to everybody in the same group hello duh you research that's not research research is you want to go and pull information from all different places to see what is the consensus
1: yes and yes. I, pr- I know I, I beat the drum of Z Dog MD, but I love the fact that he evolves his information. He used to be a vaccine shaming doctor he used to be you know anti-vaxxer exactly
2: exactly who the first one was that came to my mind when i started discussing videos
1: you know (laughs) z-dog has different experts that come on he has nuanced conversations he understands you know the alt-middle is my you know beating the drum of alt-middle is where i love to live And, you know, seeing his evolution and he even says, like, going back and looking at some of his old stuff where he was shaming anti-vaxxers and all of that makes him cringe to this day, you know, because he's come to an understanding and and i've kind of always lived in that place of like people are doing the best they can with the information that they have they're doing the best they can they're not bad people who believe or don't believe what you personally believe they're just good people who haven't gotten to a decision yet and why shaming them you think is making that better i don't know you know they haven't said no there's a lot of people who haven't said i'm not doing it and there's a lot that but i'm not I'm not doing it, but I'm not not doing it. I just am still waiting for whatever information it is, and they're making the best decision for themselves with the information they've been given. Nothing wrong with that. We
2: all want because so what? The ones that want to be vaccinated let's take your right away and say no now we're not gonna vaccinate you you would be upset so you want everybody wants their right of choice so you should be able to give it to everyone else you know what I mean exactly I am gonna be honest and I am going to say he was one of he was a major influence in me with my decision-making, well, being able to watch him from the very beginning to now, yeah. to where those were some of my same thoughts in, in some ways, you know? Yeah. Um, and so hearing him and being able to watch him from beginning to end as well as some others um, because it wasn't just him it was again a consensus of what felt right and looked right for me at this point in time
1: Exactly. but I want
2: I don't want to remove anyone else's right of choice for whatever their reason is but understand why then yes there, there are consequences to our choices. Always, always. So then, don't be upset if things are different for you than what they are for me. It, because they are, they are different.
1: Absolutely, same, same. Yeah, that's exactly. And and I just don't, I just don't subscribe to the. I don't, I don't walk a day in your shoes. I don't walk a day in anyone else's shoes. Um, and so, you know, if you, you know, people, people during this pandemic have come after healthcare professionals and said, you know, you just don't want, you don't want hopeful news. You don't want it to end. You just, you're just catastrophizing and you don't know what you're talking about. And why can't this work? And it's like, look, the data just doesn't support it. And I didn't, I don't like people again, it's that whole thing of like assigning, assigning, um... A, an attribute to someone else and then attacking the attribute you assign to them is just gross. And I don't like it when people agree do that. I with
2: you. Yes, it is. It's and, just, it's sickening gross.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, I hate that when people do that to me, when they assign some sort of attribute to me and then attack it. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? You know? Um, yeah. and then, and so therefore I try my very best to not do that to anyone else um i don't succeed 100 of the time but um you know it's it's just it's it's just stop it people just stop stop doing that please for the love of god stop assigning ill intent to whatever you view as other and then attacking that ill intent you know we've got to get back to a place where we can have discussions and and debates and e- even agree to disagree or come to a common boiling point so that we can come up with solutions to move forward you know like we exact- oh my gosh exactly
2: that in a nutshell it's okay that we are all uh that that, that we have difference of opinions and different lights and that's okay that's we are supposed to be this big, massive, beautiful melting pot.
1: Yep. And we, we have and, siloed into us versus yeah, them.
2: And we're supposed to be able to be in this melting pot. And what, what happens in a melting pot, we're supposed to all come together as we are. As we are, exactly as we are. And we are supposed to come down into this melting pot and melt and mesh together and all coincide and cohabitate together and learn from each other to see a different, someone else's perspective, something different than ours and respect that. And even if you don't, can't find a way to, uh, what am I trying to say? You can't find a way to.
1: Come to a, a consensus. It, yeah. And
2: then then say, just like you and I have sometimes, we will agree to disagree or we're going to have to table this for right now and then come back when we're both in a much better head space. And then we laugh and we talk about other things and we go on. Yep. That's what it's supposed to be. To be, we're, and we're still supposed to be respectful of whatever that other person believes and feels. And we've gotten—oh my gosh—I feel like my eighty-some-year-old grandmother talking about how we've come so far, but yet nowhere. We've like backslided, you know? Yep. Yep. We should be.
1: We should be better than this people. We should uh, we, we should, should strive be, to be I'm better.
2: Sorry. If whatever you believe you should be ashamed people. I had to have a moment of myself last night and sit out back <laughs> in my backyard and have my little cry because I was ashamed at how I had allowed a crappy day on a Friday to still be affecting my grandchildren on a Saturday. So we should all take a big look at ourselves in the mirror, and I mean close up. And you turn, you turn those filter lights off, ladies, and I know some of you men even have them. But for right now, turn them off. Take a big, deep look at yourself. And if you should be ashamed, which most of us should be, be ashamed, acknowledge it, get comfortable in it just for a minute, realize what you need to do to turn it around, and let's
1: move on. We are all so much better than this. We We are. We really are collectively. Okay, and on the mood of shifting, let's shift. Yeah,
2: let's shift.
1: What are you listening to?
2: I am listening to still Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, as well as, mm-hmm. uh, look at this multitasker, haha, and Nine Perfect Strangers.
1: Excellent. Also, also. Ooh.
2: Yes. Um, I've been listening to my grandchildren. Mm. And, um,. You know, they're five and six, and they've started school. And so their little brains, even though it's only been a week, their little brains are just turning in such massive wheels. And it's gotten them to ask me some questions and talk to me about things which, on one hand, I am totally elated that they feel that comfort and trust with me, that, boy, they talk to me about all kinds of things.
1: That's great.
2: And they are, though, asking questions that are challenging to me in how I find and give the answers. And I have to be vague because uh, Xavier actually is in here with me, and so I'm not wanting to uh, stir any of it
1: up. back up. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: how nice. That's handsome. He just showed me um, this great thing that um, he made with magnets. I will take a picture and uh, post it. Okay. It's actually pretty cool. I'm impressed.
1: That's awesome.
2: It, it has a diamond in it.
1: I love it. Yeah, awesome.
2: So that, um, that, that. What I've uh, been listening to. What What have you been listening to? Because I know you finished Nine Perfect
1: Strangers. I did, and I also finished Winter People. I have started Imaginary Friend, also a spooky one, but a very long, 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 long one. So it may take a while. And I have been listening to The Hoof and True Crime Garage and Tell 'em Steve Dave. So it's been a very fun week of laughing, murder, and dark, spooky uh, books. So,
2: well, that is though a very well balanced (laughs) listening
1: experience. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. You you've got you know you've got each end covered, and then you even kind of got the middle. So. Good for you. Thanks. I'm still a little lopsided, but I'm no, getting there.
1: No, no, I think you've got you've got great. You've got you've got the the cleaning up the mind, the ki- grandkids for the heart and the soul, and nine perfect strangers for entertainment. Look at you. You're well rounded.
2: I'm trying to be, and I really am trying to get through the cleaning up your mental mess because usually way before this point, I would have already said, Chuck you it. know, I don't, I'm not buying what you're selling mostly, but okay, there's a couple of things, but in the past, a couple of things wouldn't have kept me listening, Yeah. but I'm trying to hone in more now on those things. Um, and not really pay attention and, and re kind of tweak some of the things that I can that I'm not completely on board with, but it must be helping somewhat because I do feel that without it, I would be unemployed today. <laughs> so I, and I am, I Girlfriend, I'm as serious as I am sitting here. I, yes, I know without that. it, I think I would have uh, shouted something very unprofessional and in some people's minds vulgar as I walked out the door, and I would not have cared. I would have handled whatever consequences came because I wouldn't have thought about them at the moment. You know what I mean? I so totally it, it get it. Is, it is it is helping it is cleaning some stuff up and and um look at me i'm i'm getting so big i feel like i'm maybe like a junior in high school maybe (laughs) no because that i feel smarter than that no offense anybody but really (laughs) in high school we all thought we were way smarter than we were that's what i'm getting at
1: exactly yeah all right well we'll see you back in the stacks next week
2: yes have a good one okay all right yes have a good one everyone
0: i want to take a minute to thank you for listening sharing and engaging with us subscribing and following our social
1: media pages your feedback is invaluable to us it helps us to know the stories and chapters to seek out it helps to make us better and we can't tell you how much that means to us
0: You can find links to all of our social media pages and everywhere we can be streamed on our Flow page. That's www.flow.page slash not in the textbooks podcast. If you have a second, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review us. Five star, please. It really does help out the show. Remember, we're in the middle of figuring out the crazy stories of our lives. So create a little kindness. Show some love and
1: compassion, and if you can't because your chapter is just too hard right now, we're here for you and we're rooting for you, so just Just keep going. We hope to see you back here in the stacks digging up some stories and chapters for next week.